0: This is the 40 Thrive Podcast, Episode 8.
1: You're listening to the 40 Thrive Podcast, the show created for women 40 and beyond, ready to shake things up.
0: Get exclusive access to expert advice, support, and strategies that will inspire, motivate, and give you the tools to not just survive, but thrive. And now, your host, Jackie McDougall. Welcome to the 40 Thrive Podcast. Here we are, wrapping up January. 2019 is moving and grooving and flying by already. So one of the things I've noticed about this year is that people are ready to get organized, ready to declutter, ready to move through life in a more efficient, effective way. And we have to credit Marie Kondo a little bit for that because that show has taken the world by storm because people are... all over social media, showing pictures of their drawers and their closets. And can you imagine if we said 20 years ago, people will be sharing photos of their t-shirts and how they're folded? We'd be like, you're insane. But that's what people are doing. And I think the success of the show um, is twofold. I mean, coming from a TV background, it's fascinating to me to look at something that is not the most hugely produced show, like so many other home shows and makeover shows where the house looks like it's falling apart. And then, you know, in the next hour, you see it transform into something amazing. This particular show is something that, you know, she doesn't do the work. She doesn't bring in, uh, she being Marie Kondo, doesn't bring in all of this extra branded stuff so you can use her cabinets or her drawers or her this or her that to get organized. She literally is teaching people how to do it themselves. And then those people have to do it themselves. I mean, from a production standpoint, it's probably very low budget and very, very lucrative. But what's most amazing about it is that she gives hope to a lot of people who, whether you have a ton of money or not a ton of money, to at least just look at what you have And streamline it in a way that makes you and your family more uh, at peace, feeling more joyful in a better space. So I love that. And I love that we've been doing a 21-day declutter challenge in the 40 Thrive Facebook group. And whether the women have jumped on for a day or five days or all 21, it's awesome to see the results and to see the comments of like, oh my gosh, I cleaned out my purse or I cleaned out the backseat of my car or whatever it is, just baby steps will actually start to improve your life. And as I've always said, if you've listened to any of these podcasts, I'm a firm believer and it's factual, it's scientific that motivation does not come before action. Take action, become motivated. It's just the way it goes. But for some reason, we've been programmed for all these years to Wait until you're motivated. Wait until you're inspired and then take action. And guess what? It's if that's what you're going to do, you're going to be waiting a long time. So we've just wrapped up the challenge. If you would like to get all 21 days of the challenge, head on over to the group or just email me at hello at 40thrive. It's F-O-R-T-Y-T-H-R-I-V-E. So hello at 40thrive.com. Just say, hey, I want all 21 days and I will send you um, a downloadable cheat sheet so you can print it out and go through the little checklist and and do the things that you like to do and skip the ones that you don't. All right. So today we are going to get into this whole organizing, decluttering um, with some tips that maybe you haven't heard from Marie Kondo. What I love about Marie is that everybody's talking about it, but she's just scratching the surface. We have so many other things that we can be doing in our lives that can get us to the next level. And we've got 40 Thrive community member Jen Macy here. She is also one of my amazing 40 Thrive Reboot students. If you haven't heard about the reboot, we've got another one coming up in the spring, so stay tuned for that. Um, But Jen is the founder of Tidy Up OC, which is a professional organizing service based in Orange County, California. She grew up in a large family and has used tidiness to kind of tame the chaos of her surroundings. So if any of you have kids or grew up around a lot of other kids, you can see that um, having a little bit of a streamlined system at home can really cut down on the chaos and help you sort of get your head on straight. So she's an organizational expert. She specializes in creating systems for busy families so they can pursue their passions and spend time with the people they love most. And as a mom herself, she especially enjoys helping other moms bring order, harmony, and a sense of control over their family life. Jen was a big part of our 21 day challenge. We did a Facebook Live in the group about creating a drop zone in your house when you come in and out of the door, uh, not feeling like where are my keys and where's my purse and why are the shoes all over the place? So head on over to the group to that Facebook Live video that we did and she'll teach you too how to create a drop zone in your house. I mean, for a lot of us, we are just kind of getting back on that declutter wagon and really seeing different ways that we can do that. Um, I've always been a fan of decluttering, but I know for me, I always say I have cleaning ADHD where I will empty out closets and then lose steam and empty out another closet and then just end up putting everything back in that same closet. And honestly, since the beginning of the year, actually, since a little bit late, In 2018, um, I've been so passionate about really cleaning up our space and creating systems that feel good, and Jen has been a huge part of that, and so I know that she's going to be a huge help for you too. So Jen provides some tips all around the house that you can actually implement today and this week that will change everything, but let's get started with the kitchen, So when I read that she's like, hey, you should go eat everything, to me, I was thinking this is like some sort of anti-diet thing. But she's got a great tip when it comes to the food in your freezer, in your fridge, in your pantry. So let's get right to it. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jackie. It's great to be here. Let's start with the kitchen. We all spend a ton of time in there. You say to eat all of last year's food from
1: the fridge, freezer, and pantry. Talk to me about that. Okay, January 1st is a good delineation point so that you know when you've bought and eaten things. But we all go into Costco or Trader Joe's and we try some new little sample food and you go, oh, this would be something interesting and new to put on our rotation of meals. And you buy the new polenta or, <laughs> you, or you buy some exotic simmer sauce. Like, oh, we'll just put some chicken in the simmer sauce and put it over rice with some vegetables. And then that simmer sauce or that polenta sits in your cabinet and sits in your cabinet. And sits in your cabinet. I have no idea what you're talking about, Jen. <laughs> I know this because I have polenta in my cabinet right now. And I like <laughs> polenta. I do. I love simmer sauces. But just somehow, when you ask your kid, hey, what do you want to have for dinner tonight? Orange chicken. You know? you And it's like, okay, well, you know, let me pull that out. Um, but <laughs> once you have all these different things that are kind of cluttering up your pantry, it's going to be really difficult to declutter a pantry if it's full. So my solution is to make all those meals that you had the best of intentions for and actually eat them, you know, go and get the vegetable that goes with it and use the simmer sauce. And, you know, most of us have a little bit less in our wallet, in January anyway, so this is actually a good exercise just from a financial standpoint as well. That way you don't have all these foods that are potentially expired. If you're eating everything from the previous year, you're gonna go into the new year with an empty cabinet, empty fridge, and then you can start over again. You can try all those new foods and hopefully you'll stick to it this time. But what I've also found is that my son actually enjoys some of the things that I've discovered in my cabinet. He's like, Oh my gosh, that's really good. You know that how often does that happen with kids anyway? Right. It it doesn't. But when they've been eating all these random foods, sometimes something sticks out and they go, Hey, that's actually not so bad. You know, that the enticement of that Mandarin chicken sitting in, in front of them isn't there anymore. So they're like, Oh, this chicken Vindaloo is actually pretty good. What is it? It's chicken Vindaloo. What's chicken Vindaloo? Well, let's have a conversation. It's kind of cool. And it, it does expand your, um, palate a little bit because you're trying some new things. And then you can put something on your meal prep so you're not constantly having the same boring things every year, every day, every week.
0: Right. So if you went to branch out in 2018 with your food, and you didn't necessarily cook the things you branched out with, now is the time to do that.
1: Absolutely. So you're going to be automatically decluttering your pantry and your fridge and freezer at the same time.
0: Okay, so did you hear that? You are going to this week spend a little bit of time looking at the foods that you bought, all of those extra like, hey, let's try this, and you're actually going to try that. I think that's a great idea to not only clean out your freezer or your pantry, but to get adventurous with the family and to have a good time and maybe cook with them or cook with your significant other, and it's kind of a win-win there, right? I know for me... We have so many snacks in our snack cabinet that I told my kids I am buying no more snacks until they actually finish the ones that we have. And then, of course, the little Girl Scout showed up over the weekend. So, you know, there's that. Now, while we're in the kitchen, let's talk a little bit about that Tupperware cabinet. OK, if you're anything like me, you at one point, if not now, had that cabinet where you had to kind of shove the plasticware in there and then close the door behind it so it wouldn't fall out only for it to all fall out next time you go in there. I have a relative who saw me struggling over and over again and bought our family glassware, so we could avoid that problem. So Jen's got some tips on that.
1: The key with that is to only buy one type of Tupperware or storageware. You don't have three different types. You don't buy the up and up from Target and have four different sizes of that and the round ones and the ones that are the snap and lock you don't have all of those this is the problem is that unless they're nesting in each other you're going to have craziness you want to have as streamlined a storage system for that area as you would anything else you need to have one specific style and one brand, and stick with those. Don't buy anything else. Don't buy it at Costco when you see walking down the main aisle, like, oh, look, there's new Tupperware. Ours is kind of, but gross. they're so pretty. I know <laughs> they are. But you know what? Honestly, my favorite is um, the glass jars. They're glass containers from the Container Store, but they're the ones that I use, and they're wonderful. They're glass. They're beautiful. They stay super clean. They never get cloudy. I've had this set for a good four years. They're just beautiful and wonderful and they have a little suction action that you can push the lid down in to get the air out of your container. They're just, they're my favorite.
0: Okay. So let's move over to the master bedroom, bathroom, that whole area. So one of the tips you have in the bedroom is like a no brainer, duh, but yet I'm curious how many people actually do it.
1: Make your bed. Yep. Well, the key to that is Don't have a complicated bed situation in the first place. There's a lot of people that have 7, 10, 15 pillows because they look so pretty in the store. I personally go for the simple, just like the Europeans. You have a duvet, you have maybe a sheet and the bottom sheet. Then you have your pillows and that is it. That way, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is you shake out your duvet, smooth it out, put your fluff, your pillows, lay them flat and you're done. It doesn't have to be fancy. Nobody is going in your bedroom, looking at your seven to 15 pillows. Nobody is, nobody cares. And I'll bet you again that your pillows are over there in the corner gathering dust and your husband's probably going, why do we have 15 pillows again? It's cause they looked pretty in the store and they do that on purpose.
0: <laughs> well, that's because they're staging them all in the store to look so pretty.
1: Exactly. Cause otherwise you wouldn't buy them.
0: Right. So you have um, theories, though, that making your bed really kind of creates a better life for
1: us. Absolutely. Well, number one, you want to have a fresh bed. You know, once you get out of bed in the morning and you make your bed first thing, you have a sense of accomplishment right off the bat. You've actually done something already. You haven't just rolled out of bed, gone into the bathroom or gotten your coffee. You have actually done something with your day. The very least you can at least say, I made my bed today. It, it's one of those things your mom wasn't wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I always make my bed. Sometimes I'm known to make my bed while my husband's still in it, which um, <laughs> is a whole other podcast episode we'll have to get into. So let's move into that master bathroom. So we've got these cosmetics. Sometimes we pay a lot of money for them. Sometimes we don't use them as often as we thought we would. What is your theory behind makeup and when
1: do you dump it? What do you keep? How do you declutter that bag? If you have makeup that you haven't worn in the last six months or ever, that's not the makeup for you. The things that you wear every day, I mean, of course, we're going to have like, oh, we bought this pretty eyeshadow for this one wedding to go with this one dress. That's going to happen. I have two makeup bags, one for my everyday makeup and one that's for special occasion makeup. Those are the only makeup bags I own. That way I know that I'm gonna use that one bag every day. And if I'm going somewhere and I need to get ready, I can just grab that bag, throw it in my purse and take it with me. The other makeup bag is rarely used. It's, the only, it's only used when I'm going out doing something fancy and it's in a drawer that I don't normally access. It's kind of like a storage thing. And that way all of my things are handy in my top drawer. Talk to me about what we should be dumping
0: out with expiration dates versus what we can kind of hang on to if
1: we're using it. In general, lipsticks last about a year. So if you bought some random shade that you're waffling over, um, if it's over a year old, it's going to go. Pencil eyeliners are about a year after you've opened them. So they actually last the longest as far as the eyeliner department. Um, Liquid eyeliner and mascara are really short. They only have about three months of a lifespan. So even if it's only been a few months, you're going to want to replace it because you're touching your eyes back and forth. And there's a lot of contaminants and bacteria that grow in those items. Things like foundation, primer, blush, um, and even eyeshadows are good up to two years as long as you keep your brushes, brushes and applicators clean and sanitized. So if you have you know, any of the powders that you put on the rest of your face, those are actually good for quite a while. So those are ones you might want to consider splurging on because you know they're not going to go bad anytime soon.
0: Okay, so we've tackled the kitchen a little bit. We've gone into the master bedroom and the bathroom. I want to go into the home office because old files, the paperwork, it just, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, it's the paperwork. It's the old bills, it's the receipts, it's all of those things that seem so overwhelming. I am so tired of filing them and not knowing if they're actually helpful. Do you have any sort of rule of thumb when it comes to paperwork?
1: Yeah. So um, taxes are something you want to keep for at least seven years. Seven years is how long that they can audit you for. So those are the things, anything associated with your taxes, such as receipts, um, P&Ls, Uh, W-2s, W-4s, all of that, all those W forms, (laughs) (laughs) Um, anything tax related needs to stay for seven years. Um, Other than that, you know, homes, you're going to want to keep that information, you know, with your home loan, home warranty, those kinds of things, Um, homeowners insurance. Uh, But as far as your regular bills, most of that stuff you can do online now. I don't know too many people that are actually even getting paper bills. Most of it's done electronically. So those are, even if you are getting the bills, those are on file and you can just get them, if you ever actually need to access them, you can get them from your provider. Once it's paid, shred it. One thing I will say though, is as far as medical is concerned, it's, it's important to keep your explanation of benefits, the EOBs that you get, those are important because they do have tax implications as well as just information for your future medical needs. If, there's, if you've had procedures done, you want to have those records on file for you. And I usually file those specific to the person in the family. So I have individual medical files for each person.
0: I really appreciate your expertise and you being part of this podcast. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. So before you go, though, I ask all of my guests this, I like to put people on the spot. What does it mean for you to 40 Thrive? I should
1: have known, I should have known you were going to ask me this question because you ask everybody this question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but um, 40 Thrive, um, especially for me specifically, I feel like 40 Thriving is identifying the things that are most valuable to us and the pursuits that are most valuable and integrating those seamlessly into our lives so that we can be the most effective humans that we can be.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Jen's got some really great creative ways to tidy up that really I hadn't thought of before. They're really not the ways that everybody else is talking, so I think that's great. Now, if you've been listening and you are like, this is not something I have any interest or abilities to tackle for whatever reason, you can't do any of this, no problem. Jen can actually help you out. So Jen goes in and works with families. If you're in Southern California, I highly recommend you head on over to Tidy Up OC on Instagram or Facebook. But if you don't live in Southern California, which many of you do not, she also does Skype sessions. So you can hop on Skype and she can kind of guide you through it and help you out there. And she also creates DIY plans. There's absolutely no reason if you feel like you can't tackle this yourself, that you shouldn't reach out to Jen and she can help you with one of her plans. So find her on Facebook and Instagram at TidyUpOC. But the cool thing is not only is Jen offering a free consult to our 40 Thrive podcast listeners, but for any package that you may sign up for, she is providing a bonus 40 Thrive hour. So whether you're doing a one-time or ongoing plan, Jen's got your back. She's going to offer you that extra hour. So head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow TidyUpOC, direct message her for this awesome deal. Thank you so much for listening. Wherever you're listening to this, if you hit the subscribe button, you never have to think about it again. The podcast will just appear for you next week and you'll be able to listen without any effort. And isn't that really what life is all about? So subscribe to the podcast, and if you feel inspired, give it a rating, a review, a comment. That will allow us to continue to bring you experts and resources and all the things that will help you thrive. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and keep thriving. Spring has sprung. And with the change of seasons, sometimes comes an increase in vitality. If you're feeling in the mood for a little more personal time, may I suggest Coconut. Coconoo is all about providing clean and natural ingredients when you're enjoying your most intimate moments with or without a partner. Naturally safe products developed by people who are obsessed with quality. Get 15% off with promo code GROWNASS at grownasswoman.guide forward slash coconoo. That's 15% off with promo code GROWNASS at guide forward slash